Welcome to Lessons from the Helpful Dead, where you'll learn the world is not what it seems and you are much more than you think you are. Here you'll learn about positive and reassuring messages from supposedly dead people whose main purpose is to help us. Find out what happens after we die, why we're here, how we got here, where we're going, and discover that you are really a powerful eternal spirit. I'm Dan McEnany. Today we're going to talk about the fact that we have forgotten that we know how to travel through time. I'm going to do that by reading a practice session that the entity Seth recommended, and I'll be commenting on the various sections of it as we go along. The practice session is not a lengthy one, but the implications are tremendous, and we need to be reminded of them. So here is the practice element he recommends. He starts out, In your terms, think of those ancestors in your family history. Now think of yourself and your contemporary family. For this, try to imagine time as being something like space. If your ancestors lived in the 19th century, then think of that century as a place that exists as surely as any portion of the earth that you know. See your own century as another place. If you have children, imagine their experience 50 years from now as still another place. Now, Think of your ancestors, yourself, and your children as members of one tribe, each journeying into different countries instead of times. Culture is as real and natural as trees and rocks, so see the various cultures of these three groups as natural environments of the different places or countries. And imagine then each group exploring the unique environment of the land into which they have journeyed. Imagine further, of course, that these explorations occur at once, even though communication may be faulty, so that each group has difficulty communicating with the others. Imagine, however, that there is a homeland from which our groups originally came, each expedition sends, quote, letters back home, commenting upon the behavior, customs, environment, and history of the land in which it finds itself. These letters are written in an original native language that has little to do with the acquired language that has been picked up in any given country. Mama and Papa, back at the homestead, know where their children have gone, in other words. They read with amusement, amazement, and wonder the communications from their offspring. All right, I'm going to stop here for a moment and explain that uh, Mama and Papa, uh, in this analogy, uh, they equate to our big self, our psyche, our soul, whatever you want to call it. Uh, that's the big self. Now, each of us we are a focus personality. And the children in this analogy are the focus personalities. And of course, the psyche or the soul sends 
uh, and energizes and sends energy to and actually creates the different focus personalities in different times and and uh, different places. They have some uh, focus personalities who exist at the same time and and in our terms of time, but they also have focused personalities going on in various centuries. That's been discussed here in the past, but that's, uh, and remember the analogy, mama and papa, that's the, the psyche, the soul, the big self, and and the children, etc. We are, they are us focused personalities. And when he speaks of the uh, native language versus the acquired language of whatever civilization or culture in which each focused personality finds itself, He's making the point that our, our big self, or our psyche, our soul, uh, <clears throat> does understand and is aware of the experiences of each of its personalities, regardless of whether those personalities are speaking English, French, German, Indian, or some other language. So we have the language that each of us speak in our various cultures, but we also have the language of the soul. All right, now Seth goes on. In this homespun analogy, Mama and Papa send letters back, also in the native language, to their children. As time goes by, however, the children lose their memories of the home tongue. All right, this is us forgetting our connection with our big self and indeed with the entire spirit realm. So I'll start with repeating that last sentence. <clears throat> As time goes by, however, the children lose their memories of their home tongue. Mama and Papa know that times are like places or countries, but their children begin to forget this too, and so they grow to believe that they are far more separate from each other than they actually are. So that point in this analogy is that times, meaning the various centuries, are just like places. But the children, that's us, we have forgotten that. And so we think that we are uh, distant from other times and cultures, cultures that existed in those times or that will exist in the future times. So let me go back now and just repeat uh, a couple of sentences here. <clears throat> Mama and Papa know that times are like places or countries, but their children begin to forget this too, and so they grow to believe that they are far more separate from each other than they actually are. They have, quote, gone native in a different way. Mama and Papa understand. The children forgot that they can move through time as easily as through space. I'll repeat that. The children, that's us, we've forgotten that they can move through time as easily as through space. <clears throat> Seth goes on. He says, remember, in this analogy, the various children represent your ancestors, yourself, and your own children. They are exploring the land of time. Now, in your physical world, it is obvious that nature grows more of itself. In the land of time, time also grows more of itself. 
As you can climb trees both up and down the branches, so you can climb times in the same way. So once again, the analogy to place, just as we can move from place to place, so can we move from time to time, but we don't know this, we've forgotten this. Repeat that last sentence, as you can climb trees both up and down the branches, so you can climb times in the same way. Now back home, Mama and Papa knows this. Okay, the soul understands that, of course. The family tree exists at once, but that tree is only one tree that appears in the land of time. It has branches that you do not climb and do not recognize, and so they are not real to you. There are probable family trees then, probable family trees, and the same applies to the species. So our reality, the one that we recognize, that's our one family tree. But given that there are probabilities and futures and past, but given that there are probabilities, there are other family trees, so to speak, that we do not recognize. We are focused so tightly with our attention and our concentration and our consciousness focused so tightly on this reality in order to navigate within it that we are totally unaware of the existence of other probabilities. And of course, just because we're not aware of them doesn't make them any less real. But Mama and Papa, that is our soul, our big self, they know this. Okay, and now here, Seth turns from the homespun analogy to explaining the point that he wants to make. He says, there are alternate realities, and these exist only because of the nature of probabilities. The potentials of the true self, that's who we really are, the big self, the, the potentials of the true self are so multidimensional that they cannot be expressed in one space or time. Okay, that's the soul, the big self, that's us, right? And the soul is so multidimensional multi and its capabilities and, and, and potential so infinite that these cannot be expressed in any one space or time. But rather, uh, they need to be expressed through many probabilities. Let me uh, repeat that again um, because it's so significant. The potentials of the true self are so multidimensional that they cannot be expressed in one space or time. Any person who loves another recognizes the infinite potential within that other person. That potential needs infinite opportunity. The true self's reality needs an ever new, changing situation, for each experience enriches it and therefore enhances its own possibilities. So our big self, uh, who we really are, in order to express itself here, it needs infinite opportunity, and that cannot be expressed in just one reality that we're aware of. It has to have a lot of realities, and in ever-new, ever-changing situations that are not uh, predetermined or anything like that, uh, that therefore allows the freedom of the soul to create as it wishes. And next he goes on to explain that that's the case for each of us individually, but it's also, uh, it, it applies to our species. 
In mass, he says, in, in your terms, the same is true of the race of man. Mama and Papa, in our analogy, represent the infinite potential within one basic unit of consciousness. So Mama and Papa represent the infinite potential in each one of us, but in a larger sense, the same is true of the entire race of man. When you think about it, there's infinite vastness there, infinite vastness of potential and possibilities. And Seth <clears throat> concludes his uh, remarks in this uh, last paragraph. He said, Then think of your ancestors, your immediate family, and your children, and sense in them the vast potential that is there. Now, imagine your species as you think of it, and the literally endless capacities for expression and creation simply in the areas of which you are aware. No single time or space dimension could contain that creativity. No single historic past could explain what you are now as an individual or as member of a species, period. So when in my introduction I repeat the phrase that you can discover you're really a powerful, eternal spirit, this is what I'm referring to. The you who you really are, your big self, your soul, your psyche, that is mama and papa in the analogy. And that big self who we really are has such infinite potential that it can't possibly be expressed through just one focus personality. And so it must create many focus personalities in order to present the, the opportunity for such vast expansion and creation of these abilities that it has. And we need to remember, as Seth has often stated, there is no separation between the big self and us focus personalities. We are, in fact, our big selves sending out strands of ourselves into various times and places as we know them. And as we focus personalities, choose to experience particular uh, thoughts, emotions, events, instead of other uh, thoughts, emotions, and events, right? we choose to experience a particular set of these things. And as such, we're helping the big self part of us realize its own true potential and its own vast creativity. So we focus personalities have a direct hand in creating for the big self what the big self creates and what it is. For the big self does indeed contain all of its experiences. And, and that last uh, important point that he makes is just as there is infinite vast potential in each one of us, so there is infinite vast potential in us as a species, as humanity. And as you think about that point, you can get some glimpse of the infinity of creation, the infinity of the different realities that surround us, quote, all the time. And with that, I'll conclude today's session. Once again, I'm Dan McEnany, bringing you lessons from the helpful dead.